Hello, I'm Morgan Freeman, and welcome to Wewa. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome to Wewa, also known as What Are You Watching? Where he, Ben, say hi, Ben. Hi. And I, Phil, ask each other that question to get a lowdown on what we're watching. Today, we have an exciting episode uh, talking about some news and notes. Not a ton of stuff going on, but we still have some headlines. Uh, we're going to do a breakdown on the movie Training Day, because if you remember from last week's episode, Ben doesn't know who Ethan Hawke is. Well, I do now. He does now. And we're going to talk about Training Day, my favorite Ethan Hawke movie. Potentially, my probably my favorite Ethan Hawke movie. Um, and then we'll close it out with Wewa. What if I week. didn't know who Ethan Hawke was? You still this. you watched the whole movie and it was like which one was which one he? was he which one was he? <laughs> he was the one in the wheelchair, right? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> okay, Ben. Should I even bother asking you how you are, or are you the same lovable baboon that you you're always baboon. you always are? <laughs> okay. Well, now that you called me that, I don't know how I'm feeling. Okay, but... <laughs> Let's, news and notes. All right. Uh, this last week on the uh, uh, anniversary, or I guess on Elvis Presley's birthday, uh, Netflix announced a animated show about Elvis, Agent Elvis, huh? Where <laughs> the, it's cartoon Elvis is holding the golden golden gun in the in the poster. No dates or anything. They just said coming soon. That's all we got. It's exciting. Thoughts? Thoughts? Exciting. Uh, that's like my only thought. It's my only word. <laughs> All right. More Netflix news. You uh, has release dates available, and we got a trailer as well. Um, part one comes out February 9th, and then the second half, part two, comes out on March 9th. Is that – I watched the first, like, season and a half. I think we've talked about this. Is that mm-hmm. one I need to get back into, you think? I wouldn't twist your arm on it, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I think you'd probably enjoy the next couple of seasons. I, I think it maintains the tone pretty well, and, like – I think season two and three are on par with season one, you know, like, I mean, season one's like original, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to suffer a little bit going forward from there, but I think it's worth a watch. I, I feel like it extremely fell off like halfway through season two and I just stopped. I don't but remember that. I don't remember. Well I, maybe enough. that's just a personal thing. I enjoyed season three, I guess is what I'll say. Okay. Carry um, on. Wait, is this season three? Am I just totally? So I think it's season this? four is what I saw. Huh. Season four would be coming up. Yeah, whatever. Um, what's next? Uh, we got a trailer for Bo is Afraid, the new Ari Aster movie, uh, the director of Hereditary and Midsommar, uh, coming from A24. Going to be freaky. Joaquin Phoenix is starring in that one. Uh, let's see. A show we talked about once, How I Met Your Father. We talked about it once. We talked about it once, and that's all we will ever talk about it in a non-news way, because I'm not going to continue watching season two that comes out on January 24th on Hulu. Uh, HBO. Oh, uh, the next big show, the next big Sunday night show for HBO starts airing tomorrow, uh, The Last of Us, based on the video game. I think that we should review that week by week. I think we should have a segment where we talk about it for like three seconds once a week we after three seconds episode. that's it i need to keep you honest i need to keep you watching a show once a week okay can fair you, enough you, I'm i, I can you do that. that i'll be coming at it with completely fresh eyes because i know nothing about the video game neither do i off of so i do not, but we do have some friends who are experts on that video game maybe yes. it'd be fun to invite one of them on 
once yeah. the show's all wrapped up to see how they felt about it. Yeah, for sure. That Just be because fun. I know it gets talked about so much, and yet my knowledge is like below minimal. So <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. A new. Another A24 movie is coming to Apple TV on February 10th called Sharper, starring Julianne Moore and Sebastian Stan. Also looks kind of like a psychological thriller type show. uh, Trailer looked really good. Excited for that. And once again, talking about Yellow Jackets, uh, official release date, March 24th for season two. Hmm. Mark your calendars. I will be watching season two of Yellow Jackets. Will you? Or are you just going to be mourning? Are you going to be mourning just season three of The Wilds never happening? Wait, are you saying that as in that's news, or are you saying hypothetically if season three of The Wilds? Doesn't I thought happen? that had been news. I thought it I didn't got canceled. See that. Maybe I'm just making this, this up. We'll we'll take a break. If before you're making we... this up just to mess with, no, me, I, I would be. I I might be making it up, but I'm pretty sure that it got Hold canceled. On. I maybe Hold I'm on. maybe. No! got canceled that was a live reaction of ben's no. actual reaction to the the wilds being canceled after what's two there seasons. even left to live for at this point you sound a lot like leah right now ironically <laughs> well maybe that's for the better honestly i i don't think i could have done another season <laughs> man <laughs> that show killed me last season <laughs> It completely lost its mind in the last episode, I remember. I like, fully expected that last episode to at some point be just become a musical for some <laughs> like it was like that's how ridiculous it was getting. I was like when is the, when are they just gonna start singing? <laughs> <laughs> ah, sad. Well, we all need to grow up at some point, don't we? Uh, yeah, man. I'm sorry. Okay, let's move on before I shed more than the tears I'm already. Well, I, that's all the news and notes I got. Uh, you got anything? Uh, the Wild Season 3 is apparently not happening. I'm pretty sure I broke that. <laughs> no, probably not. We probably. I think we were still I in went our, into such a shock that I forgot. I think we were still in our uh, our like break from recording. We took like a month break or something from recording. And I think and what happened is I lost consciousness because I was part of a social experiment where I got crashed onto a desert island and then observed closely for a couple months. Yeah, you just forgot about all and that. And then, yeah. And then examined in a bunker for another few months and because they just don't have lives or families they need to get back and to. And then left in a different, left in the same bunker with each other and you're just free to roam around. But you built up a lot of good content for your Instagram page where you posted pictures of spilled food. Oh, man. Which apparently was funny enough to be a big thing. Yeah, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about training day. <laughs> that's a that's a hard transition. You just want to. It's one yeah. that needs to be made. Okay. Uh, from from a canceled Amazon Prime teenage girl show to an Oscar winning film. We are talking about training day, not because we, for whatever reason, feel like we are experts on anything Denzel Washington, Ethan Hawke, or this movie. But because Ben did not know who Ethan Hawke was, and I had an urge to rewatch Training Day, and it just felt like an appropriate way to introduce Ben to one Mr. Hawke. Not yeah. Tony. Not Tony Hawk. Not Tony, but Ethan. So, what do you need to know? Training Day, streaming on Hulu, or to rent on Amazon, starring Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. 
Runtime, two hours. Rated R. That's all you got to know before we get into this. Mm -hmm. You just want to go spoilers on this because it's been out for over 20 years. It's been, yeah, 2001. So, yeah. and it's a, it's a massively viewed film. Right. Um, if you're just here for Weiwa and you don't want to hear, hear us talk about Training Day, skip ahead. But yeah, this will be a spoil-ridden uh, discussion. So, Ben, I don't. It, uh, we'll get to Training Day. What did you? What do you think of Ethan Hawke? Who's Ethan Hawke to you? He's great. Um, it's hard to tell with just like one role, but sort of played that every man pretty well, being able to connect with you as the viewer um, into this big bad world that denzel washington runs on the streets i guess he does um, i wouldn't say he like particularly stood out i mean maybe just because the other Wait. elements of the movie are so strong should but... we just like quick run through the the plot first sure so training day is a movie about a narco cop alonzo something i can't remember his last name it says Played by just denzel says alonzo on imdb and so. he he basically undercover type shenanigans and mm -hmm. ethan hawk is a uh, beat cop who is in his first day working for alonzo's crew and so today this movie takes place over one day and it is ethan hawk's training day mm -hmm. this is the day he is learning to be an undercover narco cop and uh stuff gets wild a stuff lot, hits the fan it's a lot more than he bargained for you know for sure. he, he realizes very quickly that alonzo is is not necessarily concerned with the uh by the book procedure mm -hmm. procedural type stuff that he's used to as a beat cop or having to follow rules he, he he's bigger than that he, he's better than that he he gets he gets bigger cops or he gets bigger bigger fish mm -hmm. that way um and uh and whatnot so but okay there we go that's pretty much the, the plot of this movie Was there a question in there? No, not really. <laughs> I, I assumed you would just start talking about uh, what you thought of the movie. What did you think of the movie? This movie's great. Yeah? It's brutal and unflinching and violence and intense, um, but it was really good. It's really well made all the way around, uh, and a few surprises, too, honestly. Knowing really, like, I, I hadn't seen it before. I didn't know too much of what the plot was. I thought it was going for... I thought it was just going to go like the predictable angle of Ethan Hawke is by the book and Denzel does things his own way. But in the end, Den Denzel is more of like an admirable figure because he gets results doing things sort of in an unorthodox way. And that's marrying his style with Ethan Hawke's, you know, buddy cop type of thing. Nice and clean. Turns out uh, Denzel is a piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. it gets worse and worse and worse and you're just waiting for that like redeeming moment to come around where it's like mm -hmm. they kind of start seeing eye to eye and it just keeps going deeper and darker mm -hmm. and things get very wild at the end yeah they do all the way it, it you're right because there's this whole place where it's like you you see why he is the way that he is and you you start believing in kind of like the way he does things and you you you're kind of conflicted about the whole time. Like, is he a good guy? Is he, mm -hmm. is he a good guy that does bad things or is he a bad guy that, that ends up doing good things at times or, you know, does he just it, have a badge or is he just, yeah. You know, what's, what's going on here? Um, all the way up to like the realization that Ethan Hawks, uh, Hoyt 
I can't remember his first name, Hoyt, makes that like he he was basically brought on this team to be framed for this guy's this mm-hmm. uh this drug dealer's murder, you know, so yep. to to initiate him into the crew and whatnot and and see how all that goes and does he chooses not to side with them and uh, it puts him in a bit of a pickle. But his his good guy actions earlier in the movie Stopping they pay off rape, for him. They get save him, his life. Yeah, get him out of that tight situation, <laughs> which is, you know, just an act of God, for sure. <laughs> uh, that was, like, bordering on annoying coincidence for me. Like, it's a movie. I get it. But the fact that that girl was Happened, related yeah. to the exact guy who is about to, like, blow his head off. Yeah. Like, come on. It's, it's a bit far-fetched, but, hey, it's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. So, okay, uh, here's a question for you. So, this movie was nominated for two Oscars, I believe. What two Oscars do you think it was nominated for? It won one and lost the other. Um, Not Best Picture, I don't think. Um, You're correct. Something with actor, supporting actor? Maybe? It was, yes, supporting actors okay. won. Um, supporting actor for Ethan Hawke? Yes. Okay. And, um, I don't know, score? <laughs> no, so Best Actor for Denzel and Best Supporting oh, for, really? and for Ethan Hawke. Dynamic duo, huh? Yeah. Which one won? Who do you think? Denzel? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Ethan Hawke should have, though. If you, I, I can't remember the nominees off the top of my head, but it was a pretty pretty bad winning year. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the thing about this movie that is crazy is that this movie doesn't work without Denzel Washington. No. Like he's the only person that could play Alonzo. Oh, hundred percent. He just owns it. Yeah. And he's gonna like the type, the character of Alonzo and specifically with Denzel is going to blow the other guy off the screen. Mm-hmm. And so even though Ethan Hawke is the main character, like we, the movie starts in his home, like mm-hmm. it's his training day. And he's on the screen more than Denzel Washington. He, Ethan Hawke got supported for or nominated for best yeah, supporting. Right. And he, Denzel was leading actor. Yeah, I was gonna say that. But I genuinely actually believe that Ethan Hawke isn't at. I, I'm not gonna say he's as good as Denzel, but mm-hmm. he he is very deserving of the best supporting actor Oscar this year, and was incredible in this movie. Like he, the way he is passive, but like uh, you can able, still tell what's yeah. going on in his head. Like you, the wheels are turning, and yeah. You know exactly what's going on. It was a great role for for Ethan Hawke and um, one of my favorite movies for him, which is obviously why I wanted you to watch it, to get to know him. Start with the best. But just that even the Academy can notice that, like, even though this is Denzel Washington, like, in the B-roll, because he's on the screen less. He's the star. You know, he's and he's, he's he owns this movie. He does. So and I don't think this movie works with anybody else. I feel like you giving me this movie to watch is literally like what Denzel was doing to Ethan Hawke in Training Day, where you're just like, this is your introduction to Ethan Hawke. You want to go to jail (laughs) or you want to go home? Pretty much. Yeah, that's how I felt. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm happy you got through it. I do enjoy this movie. I, I wouldn't say it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. It's certainly two of the best performances I've ever seen on screen, though. Uh, as the Oscars would entail. But who cares about Oscars? Because I have a couple of awards of my own. Oh, do you, baby. Do you care to hear what these awards are, Benjamin? Do I have a choice? No. No, I don't. So one is an award we used to do, or I used to do, I guess. You don't care. But 
Uh, I'm bringing it back for this, and I'm, I'm going to try and keep it going. Uh, the Stanley Tucci Award. Stanley Tucci Award. Stanley. Stan, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. This award goes to the person that makes you feel most, most like Stanley Tucci does when he shows up in something. Which, at least in my house, is, oh my gosh, Stanley Tucci's in this movie. That is the Stanley Tucci Award. And the Stanley Tucci Award for this movie goes to Eva Mendez because this was her first movie. Oh, really? Yeah. This was Eva Mendez's first movie. Of course, playing the uh, mistress of one Alonzo, Denzel Washington, is an intimidating role for a first movie. You yes. Know, being a love interest for, for this character that Denzel is playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, she was great. Yep. Love to see her. Do you have any opinions on who your Stanley Tucci moment would have been? I didn't come up with this, so I'll just go with yours. Okay, okay. Uh, Not Snoop Dogg? Snoop Dogg was also an option. It could have been Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's actually probably a better option. Yeah. I'm from Long Beach. I gotta... (laughs) You gotta represent. I gotta gotta appreciate him more. (laughs) And then you'll you'll appreciate this this one. I gotta read this one because it's long. The Ethan Hawke Award for the best actor Ben didn't know about before Phil made him watch the subject of today's conversation. Who do you think this one goes to, Benjamin? Um. Oh, let me pull up my list here. Um, Raymond J. Barry? No. Who played Lou Jacobs? No. Who also was a guest star in about half of season two of The 100? No. Well, who else could it possibly be then? Glenn Scott. Oh. <laughs> Who played the drug dealer that they kill and steal his money. It's a good choice. Yeah. Great actor. No, of course, this goes to Ethan Hawke. And, okay, off that Glenn Scott comment, I have a question for you. Okay. Did you, do you know what was happening? Do you know what happened in this movie? Like, do you know, like, what was going on and why things happened? So because the it, first time I watched this movie, I did not. Yeah. Um, so explain to me what happened. Yeah. So Denzel was like off his rocker and he killed someone in Vegas on an assignment. He killed a Russian. Yeah. And he, he turned out to be like really important with like ties, to like really dangerous people. And so it was a deal where like they told him as a consequence, like you're dead unless you pay us like $4 million. Um, and they're like, there's no way he's gonna come with his money. He's like a street, like a street investigator, basically in L.A. So Denzel's plan through this movie is to get the four million dollars, which he knows exist. His friends, the I forget Glenn his, Scott, yeah, character. Glenn Scott, his character. Um, he has some criminal past, and he he's gotten in with this guy and become friends with him, sort of like in a fake way. Uh, and he knows that he has this money buried in his house, so in order to actually get his hands on it, he comes up with this whole plot of he and his fellow detective buddies are going to go in and frame, threaten to frame Ethan for killing him. Um, but they, they shoot him and take his money and basically set the scene up to make it look like they killed him in self-defense and then Denzel can get away and pay his ransom money and the rest of the guys get a cut of it too. But and Ethan, Ethan de- he down. doesn't he doesn't quite get that deep in yet, and Denzel is just trying to like play it off, like oh, just take a little bit of money here and be a little bit dirty and forget about it. Like this is just what you do. This is how you have to go about it. 
but yeah, it took kind of near the end of the movie for me to put all those pieces together, but it makes more sense. I think it would on a second viewing too. Yeah. It made a lot more sense <clears throat> on this was my second viewing. So it made a lot more sense this time around. Yeah. I don't know if I just wasn't paying attention, but I missed that whole like, <laughs> well, no. And, and that has thing. to do with like what type of movie you think it's going to be. It's like, you still think that like Denzel's character is redeemable to some extent. He's mm-hmm. like doing these things for a good reason. No, it just turns out he's doing it to steal this money and save himself. Yeah. And that puts all of his other actions in a lot different light too. No kidding. But I also think that, I mean, he wasn't just going to frame Ethan Hawke for murder. Like he just, no, wanted, he wanted him to like go along with it. Yeah. He like, wanted he him wanted to him be to like a part of what they do. Yeah. That's but why he, he was, shot the yeah, other guy. He was yeah. too upstanding to, Ethan's character was too upstanding mm-hmm. to go along with it. Denzel underestimated how difficult it was going to be to like mm-hmm. turn him in one day, which, you know, maybe should have been smarter than that. Taking like one guy on his first day with you and thinking you're going to completely change his view and get him to become like a co- cover up for murder and a thief in like yeah. the first half of the first day, you know him. Yeah. Maybe not so smart. It also kind of just plays into how cocky and confident he is too, uh-huh. that he thinks. Or he's also a little bit of, there's a little bit of desperation creeping in there too, because he has Could a really be. limited time judgment. frame to, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he had, he had good points a lot of the time. Like he does try to, like he does kind of convince you at times that maybe he is a good guy. Like with all the man hours, he's put people behind bars, mm-hmm. like all the, the the big players he's gotten off the street the guy they killed sold drugs to minors yeah. like all, stuff like that and and even him like enticing Ethan Hawke with like the you give me eighteen months I'll give you a career we'll make yeah you he's detective. like you, like it might make you feel uncomfortable now but like to get to a level where you can actually do something to change it you're gonna yeah. have to go with the low road like but, the guy the guys on my team are great but they're not leaders like you could have my job someday and and you can really ch- make change there just be dirty for 18 months and whatnot but Ethan Hawk wasn't having it nope and uh nope. they have a brawl in the street uh what'd you think of the uh sp- the the monologue that Denzel Washington had while surrounded by the uh the hood I mean it was well done but it was also kind of like I, I felt like I was missing a little bit of like the tension between him and those guys because they more just like side hand reference it but they don't really explain or they don't really show you how he's been like doing them wrong this whole time and why they're willing to just hang him out to dry yeah you don't really get that leading in and then suddenly it's just happening you're like i mean i get it now Uh but i'm not feeling it because it wasn't leading up to this yeah you know that the opening scene like at ethan hawk's house and whatnot Mm -hmm. i could have used I, I don't think we necessarily needed that scene and I would have rather had like another couple minutes of like building up that tension for yeah, sure. Yeah. But did you know the King Kong line was ad libs? King Kong ain't got on this ad libs. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Pretty great. Pretty great stuff coming out of Denzel. Though. Yeah. Oh, I mean like everything he says and does in this movie is gold. And then the uh the neighborhood shows mercy or just decides to walk away. Because he's dead anyway. Is 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 brought to his demise. By, he gets by shot one or two times at a stoplight. Yes. Well, no, the stoplight behind him catches one or two stray bullets, but he catches. 30, he catches more than he that. catches thirty-seven <laughs> to the chest. 
Which leads me to my next question. Would you watch a Training Day sequel? See, I 20 s- years in the future, Alonzo wakes up from a coma. Finally recovered from all those bullet wounds. He was wearing a bulletproof vest or something. And Would you watch a sequel to Training Day? Not if Denzel's not in it. What if Ethan Hawke's not in it? Denzel is, but Ethan Hawke is. Yes. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Isn't there some kind of sequel to this that came out? No. No. Good. What are you thinking of? I thought when I was looking it up on Rotten Tomatoes, I thought I saw something else pop up. But... There's some show, I think, that came out where Ethan Hawke is essentially playing like the Alonzo role. But not a very not a similar type of character. Not just in the like, same cinematic universe. Just like a, yeah, I, I think it's a different thing. I think that might be what you're talking about. Well, this one's better left untouched, I think. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. That's pretty much all I had to say on Training Day, unless you want to get into like the nitty gritty on some fun facts. But the fun fact was I watched this movie and survived it. <laughs> There you go. And you now you know who Ethan Hawke is. Now I, now I do. So what do I need to watch next from Moon Knight. Ethan Hawke? Moon Knight. Yeah. That is, yeah, I, I should probably get on that since that's been out for, what, like over a year? And you never know when it's going to start affecting, like, the MCU as a whole, if we even care about that anymore. Well, well, like, from what I've seen, the shows, for the most part, haven't really yet. Like, WandaVision did. Like, if you would have watched the Doctor Strange sequel without seeing WandaVision, you would have been very confused. Because uh-huh. Wanda went from a hero to, like, the worst person ever. And you're like, where did this happen? But uh-huh. um, nothing else, really, I've seen. I haven't so, seen have an effect. So Ethan Hawke was in a movie this year called The Northman with Anya Taylor-Joy, which I enjoyed. Um, I think you'd probably like it. He was also in a sci-fi movie pre-training day. I think it was 90s called Gattaca. That I think you would dig too. Hmm. He's all, he, he does a wide variety of stuff. He also did like a romantic kind of series called Before Midnight, Before Sunrise, and Before Sunset. I don't I, I can't remember what the order is. It's a trilogy though. That are some of like the most beautiful movies ever made. It was Before Sunrise in nineteen ninety five, Before Sunset two thousand four, and Before Midnight two thousand thirteen. So nine years in between both of them. Hmm. Or all three. Interesting. And it's basically following one relationship. I should rewatch those. Those are good. Put but them on the list. Should we take a break and come back with some way wow for the people? Let's do it. Welcome back. It's that part of the show where we talk about what we are watching, also known as Waywaf. Phil, what are you watching? I watched a delightful little show on Apple TV called The After Party. And? And. <laughs> no, I, I'll, let me stop you there. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> um, the After Party is a uh, whodunit. It's episodical, though, so there is a group of people who had just attended their high school reunion, and a they went to high school with a Justin Bieber-esque character, played by Dave Franco, who has decided to come to this high school reunion and throw a massive after-party at his mansion. And uh, guess what? What? Justin Bieber 
ends up dead. Gasp. And we have to solve the crime. And Tiffany Haddish is on the case. And she's the detective. And she's very funny. And this the show is... It, it it is a serious whodunit. Like it, there is a real crime and there are real clues and there are real things, but it is at its core a comedy, and uh, it's episodical in the fact that there's a room full of people and a handful of them get their own episodes to kind of tell their story, mm. and they do some really fun stuff with that too. Where the first guy is you know telling his story, the next guy his story is a musical is a musical episode and then chloe zhao's episode is animated for most of it and whatnot and so basically what i'm saying is i don't know how i miss this show coming out because some of my favorite comedian like actors are in this in this show there's a musical episode it's animated it's there's all sorts like this screams like something i would enjoy and i had no idea this existed and finally got in front of it watched it all in one night and freaking loved it. I enjoyed the show a ton. Also, I will say I did, I did guess the murderer like from the get go. I got mm-hmm. it right, but it didn't ruin my experience. It it made me proud. It wasn't the person you most expe- suspect, or the person you least suspect. It's the person you most medium suspect. It's the person you most medium suspect. Mm-hmm. Yes, and so uh, yeah, this was a this was a fun show. And I mean, Dave Franco, uh, Benjamin Schwartz. Uh, Sam Richardson, Tiffany Haddish, Chloe, uh, Zoe Chow, uh, Ike Barinholtz, uh, Lana Glazer. Could go on and on, but I'm going to stop there. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> I probably should have stopped there. <laughs> <laughs> no, please go on. Apparently, Ken Jong is casted, but I don't remember him being in this show. Deep, and I'm deep kind extra, of the, maybe. And I'm kind of the ex- expert on everything Ken Jong, <laughs> so I feel like I would have seen him. But oh well. Interesting. Will Forte has a little cameo too. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you should check it out. I think you'll like it. Is it enough to make me get Apple TV? Apple TV is like six bucks a month. So I mean, Apple TV has a lot of good stuff too. Maybe not just this. There's other reasons. But I feel like there's like three shows that you should get Apple TV for like a month or two, just, just finish the show and then cut it, hmm. you know, and then bring it back when Severance season two comes out. Oh, they're still going on that show. Oh yeah. That oh, one yeah. does look intriguing to me. It's real good. Nice. You got anything else? I'm rewatching a couple. I've been rewatching game of Thrones just cause I've been waiting for some more stuff to come out and we have the last of us coming tomorrow. Oh, I started trying to get caught up on Bad Batch. Oh, the first season? Yeah, I, I'm still like Struggling. halfway through and I don't know. It's it's not a page turner. Like no. it's just take take it leisurely. Yeah. I'm taking it real leisurely. It's, it's whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do have to take the plunge on Game of Thrones at some point. It's just a matter of when I do it. It's worth it, dude. It's I know. it for all its faults, it it. It is really great television. I was honestly before we recorded this, I was watching it and and a scene I've seen five six times just brought me to tears. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably why it can bring you to tears is because it's those you can still know it's coming and it still gets you. I mean, I knew it was coming. I don't think I've ever had an emotional reaction to it like oh. that before. <laughs> 
and like for whatever reason this time I was just like a mess. Just gone. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, you should definitely get into it. I'll help I'll be your guide. I'll be your maester of of knowledge. Or on what your if trip. I on... want to not talk to anyone about it, not say one word about it until I finished it, start to end. Um I guess that's an option, but I don't think you'd enjoy it as much. The show is fun because we can talk about it with people that we care about. And I guess you just don't care about me like that. You don't that. seem to think that about the hundred. But I do not. <laughs> I don't care about you enough. So it's a sliding scale, I guess. Yes, okay. Yes, I see it, how yes, it, it absolutely is. is. Ben, what are you watching? Well, I am taking advantage of HBO Max and um, I won't say too much about it because I think we're going to talk about it on a future episode, but I am most of the way through Band of Brothers, oh, yeah. HBO original, enjoying it quite a bit because uh, I've never seen it start to finish all the way through. And it's completely like uncut HBO version. I've seen like the cable version of it. So it's uh, got all the meanness and nastiness. Yeah, it's but probably quite a bit different. It's all, all the more impactful. Um, extremely well done. I am also, after a very long break, getting back into the episodes that are left of uh, the show called All American, which was about the oh, high yeah. school football player. Um, did some things that were so unforgivably cheesy and stupid, but um, it's redeeming itself a little bit. I'm, I'm into it again. It was this weird thing where like, the first three seasons they did were like 12 episodes and this season is like 22 for some reason and so they're like going way longer with the story arcs and it's getting a little bit deeper so i'm a little bit more intrigued but it's still a very flawed show Hmm. what's that on uh it's on netflix it's a cw original i don't i think it switched over to being a netflix original at some point but i'm not sure when um but yeah they're all they're all on netflix should should uh should the people watch it should i watch it i mean you give it a give who, it a look who would like this show um if you're either the sports angle or the sort of drama angle you want to show about high schoolers that are all actors who are 30 is it old. in like a similar kind of bane as like friday night lights a, a little bit yeah um Friday Night Lights in LA, I guess you could say, but it, it goes after like some different issues and like the sports angle of it doesn't feel quite as authentic. Mm-hmm. Like it, it feels like someone who has only ever watched sports on TV and is basing their entire understanding of what a high school football is like. It's also like sort of frustrating where to the point where like it seems like most of the scenes are in these very like limited environments like they have two hallway sets that they use and say this is the whole school and every scene that takes place regardless of context is in this one hallway set and follow up question do you think your experience as a high school football player would have made for good television i don't think most people would have recognized it as real football but (laughs) (laughs) you didn't play real football no um I mean, I think it would have been so different to what people are, are used to. That that's what should. we subvert expectations. Yeah, that's what that people would, We make yeah, good television. Sure. I bet we could make a good television script yeah. out, of, out of your experiences. Just, why why do you player. say just mine? You were on the same team as I was. Well, your experience was 
the different experience than mine. Sure. We had individual experiences. Or would it be more interesting as like an ensemble thing? Like I mean, I guess focusing it on the different characters, or is this like a biopic of me? It's up to you, man. It's your <laughs> it's, script. No, this is your show. You came up with this. We'll come up with. Something. You can't drop this idea. This will be just an episode it. at some point. We gotta do this. <laughs> Tell your story as a high school football oh, player boy. through through this podcast. All right, all right, all right. Bet. What was your favorite moment as a high school football player? Uh, oh, I got the ball once because I fell on a fumble. Nice. That was pretty cool. You were the center. You had the ball every play. I possessed the ball during a play and was eligible to run with it, but okay. I didn't actually run with it because I just fell on the ground nice. with it. But yeah, nice. You ran with the ball once. Once, yes. We won't talk about that. <laughs> you talk about running with the ball. You can't. You can't avoid that one. No. The only football thing I want to talk about anymore is the fact that I am the fantasy champion of our league. Let's and, wrap uh, this up. I am. I'm, I'm sure better. people. Have I am better than you. I'm do. a better person than you. <laughs> I'm smarter than you. I am hey. I'm more humble than you. I am all around just a superior being now that I have won the championship. Tell me more, please. Close this out, please. Oh, okay. I'm that was tired. all I had to say. <laughs> I am, I am, oh, is, are, do you have any more shows? Nope. Not anymore? I've beaten out of my head by your insolence. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. Uh, if you did, go give us a nice glowing review and a follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow Weiwa on Instagram at Weiwa underscore podcast. And we'll see you next time. Bye.